You are listening to the Metabolic PCOS Coach Podcast and I am your host Dr. Rashmi Pawar, a gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach who helps you reverse your PCOS to avoid all the complications associated with it while staying reversed for the rest of your life. Hello my friend and welcome to today's episode on moderation in PCOS. Well, I have 10 things that you can do to ensure that you're being moderate in PCOS. Now, everyone says that, right? Like eat in moderation, moderation is the key. But how do you know that you're being moderate? How do you define that? So I went to Google and found out the definition of moderation. Moderation is defined as a practice of avoiding excess or extreme, maintaining a balance and exercising self-control. Because anything in excess can be toxic. Like it can be like even the fruits that you eat, they're supposedly healthy, right? But if you eat too much of it, they can be toxic. Like if you eat too much of mangoes, you're going to like break out into pimples and all sort of boils, right? Or too many bananas, your sugar is going to skyrocket. Or just one fruit, you know, you can get an allergic response to something. So when it comes to food, practicing moderation involves adopting mindful and balanced eating habits. Now, I do talk about being mindful a lot, right? Like mindful eating. And most of the times I thought mindful eating was all about uh, being intentional and becoming aware of what the food is creating for you. But then I again try to explore what is mindfulness all about. And I found out that mindfulness is actually rooted in in ancient Buddhist traditions and is now widely adopted and adapted in psychology, wellness, and personal development. And the key elements to mindfulness are first one is to be aware of your present moment like present moment awareness by not shaming of what happened in the past or not worrying about the future just observing thoughts body sensations and the environment around you second element of mindfulness is being non-judgmental, non-judgmental, accepting yourself with whatever is happening to you, not labeling it as good or bad, but just getting curious without that self-criticism, being open and curious, have a beginner's mind, investigate every preconceived notion or assumption. That's the third one, right? being open and curious the next one is like not resisting the present moment as your present moment is already happening right even if it's uncomfortable it's already happening like you resisting it just making it worse accepting it for what it is and lastly cultivating awareness of old habitual patterns that is something which is like that itself can like help us move forward so much right like once we become very much hyper aware of our old eating patterns. So that's mindfulness. Now, like, I can't tell you how deeply rooted this old habitual patterns are. Like I was coaching a client 
and she was talking about uh, she was having an eating disorder she's known to have an eating disorder she's known to be a case of depression but she's still highly functional she goes out in the world she works and like her brain is like telling her like she should be doing more this is not enough like you're not good enough she didn't like the way she looked she didn't trust herself that she could do something new like a lot of judgmental thoughts and i was like hey i do that too and one time i had actually done this exercise like i had heard a therapist um teaching about shame and he was like talking about how we need to speak back to shame shame is like a personality in us um who just comes out and says all these mean things and we should talk back to him or her and i had decided to once record myself like i was on a call as if like i'm talking to a coach and i i just like decided to be that mean self to myself where i just was like at it i was like you're this you're that you're pathetic and you you're a loser you don't know what you're doing how can you be like this and you're so careless and all of those like mean things like i barely would even write to myself uh, in a journal but i was just like it was all coming out and then i i watched it again and i saw myself like this really bitter person who hates me who hates this like my sure existence like she had so much bitterness in her so much hatred for me and i could see it in her eyes and i was like i offered that to my client and i offer it to you as well like if you are someone who's very critical of yourself just do that exercise once <laughs> and look at yourself how you behave how your face looks and how you're feeling and remember her cuz i want you to recognize how she looks cuz she doesn't make you right that part of you who's judgmental she doesn't get to decide everything for you she doesn't really get to make you feel like shit she gets to have an opinion but you and your higher brain has the last word so you always have and there are so many areas of your life where you actually put her down like you're like fuck off just okay whatever and you just ignore her right and you just do what you want to do so i want you to do more of that in certain areas where she is very loud so when we are trying to practice mindfulness mindful eating eating in moderation she comes out very frequently and i I'll, i'll talk about that at the end but right now i'm talking about how we can use mindfulness when it comes to eating how can we practice moderation when it comes to eating so as the definition goes moderation is practicing anything which is to avoid excess or extremes so one of the ways we can mo- practice moderation when it comes to eating is portion control observing first what are your plate sizes what are your bowl sizes what are your spoon sizes and how often do you get up to get your second portion third portion and i used to do that like i used to really like eat, take a big plate and big bowls and even after that like i would like take second portions third portions so i intentionally decided to like go for smaller plates even if i go in a party i'll go for i'll ask for a smaller plate a smaller bowl a smaller spoon so that 
I am being intentional about it. And so that I take lesser on my plate and I would have to like really go through the discomfort of getting up again and going and eating more. So this is very relevant for those of us who want to lose weight and then for us to be in maintenance. But if you are someone who is underweight and wants to gain weight, again, observe the size of your plate. Do you want to be taking a bigger plate? Are you taking lesser? Do you barely finish your meals? So watch all those things. The next thing I want you to be aware of is listen to your body's hunger and fullness signals. Become aware of it. Now, I don't personally recommend following hunger signals as it's completely unreliable when it comes to losing weight, especially if you're eating a lot of processed food already. Uh, Because sometimes when we're eating a lot of sugary foods, our body just gets used to that as a dopamine hit and will keep producing hunger. Also, if we are are regularly eating refined processed food, the stomach empties faster and we get hungry again. And we eat out of hunger, literally. And I don't want that. I don't want my clients to do that. Don't really, like, I want you guys to learn to be okay with hunger. Like it's literally a sensation which happens in your stomach. It comes and goes, comes and goes, comes and goes, and then it stops. You know why it stops? Because it figures out that you're not eating. And then it goes to the next storage form of energy, which is glycogen stores. And when you still don't eat, then it will go to the fat stores to access energy. So that's what happens in intermittent fasting, right? Like when you have those long fasting windows, your brain figures out a way to access the fat stores. And after some time, it doesn't produce a hunger signal. It just makes you eat. It just make goes to the fat stores directly instead of telling you to eat. Because I want you to start forming this habit of eating two meals a day or three meals, whatever is the habit. Like, Don't rely that on hunger signal. Because another thing with hunger is it's not always possible to eat when you're hungry. But what's possible is when you are actually eating, you can tune into your hunger signals. Most of us don't know. Sorry, we can tune into our fullness signals. Most of us don't know what our fullness signals are when we are actually full and whether that fullness means anything so i used to be someone like i have allergies so certain food items would like really cause me like i I was eating a type of brown rice the other day and i started noticing i was getting breathless while eating then i realized i started noticing that okay when i take first few bites of this rice which looks brown suddenly my nose is swelling up like it gets blocked And then I was like feeling really uncomfortable while eating. Like I could barely finish my meals. And I was like, what's happening? Like I barely ate anything. That's when I realized that some foods, my body doesn't, it reacts very differently. But at the same time, sometimes I eat more and I still don't feel full. Like sometimes the stomach has this allergic response. Sorry, the nose has this allergic response and you will start noticing that you're eating against your will even when you feel full you're like stuffing yourself and you're like okay i need to finish all this food on my plate because it might not be available later on but take it easy get to know like ask that question every time you eat something in your food journal whether you actually uh, ate beyond your fullness so gather data on that if you are if you are eating your meals beyond fullness 
The next one is eat slowly. So this is this. I have observed a lot of people, like like my husband especially. He eats so fast. He can finish up so much food in such short time. And my father used to say that he does that because he has no teeth. Like his many of his molars are missing, so he doesn't chew his food. He just eats it. And then I've seen colleagues eat. They will also eat really fast. Like whereas I would like because I have taken so many food items on my plate. I'm like I do this mindful eating. I would take forever to finish my meals. I'll take a long time to finish, because you don't want to get fill full up filled up quickly. You want to allow yourself to enjoy each bite, experience the taste of the food. I want you to feel how every bite feels in your body. Do you like the fourth and fifth bite? When do you start losing desire for food? Like you can get curious about all these things. Be fully present while you eat. Avoid distracting your senses. This is like um, the fourth point. Be fully present. I like you. I want you to engage your senses. Like make eating a sensory experience. Like with your eyes, with the smelling, with the taste, the feeling, and the hearing. To use these senses while you're eating. instead of what we are doing right now we're using television phones ipads reading i don't even like to talk to other humans while i'm eating like that is possible for us and we do that right like when I, when we are at work we generally eat alone and we are able to do that like sit with ourselves the next one is practice eating balanced meal meals now that means you need to have each of the macronutrients on your meals like carbohydrates proteins fats in your in every meal most pcs women would have more of carbohydrates that to process or refine carbohydrates and very less of proteins and good fats so be very mindful plan for these things also include the micronutrients uh, which are like um, rich in vitamins minerals and good bacteria which is basically from our fruits and vegetables apart from these micronutrients it's also rich in fiber so you can include all these food portions in your meals provided you have planned for it because if you have not planned for it it's just your brain is going to go for carbs <laughs> that that brings us next to the next point which is um plan ahead of time sometimes even 10 minutes before would be a better idea than being impulsive in the moment and i do this regularly like if i have like an impulsive plan to go out to eat i just review the menu uh 10 minutes before on my drive there or sometimes i take a longer time to uh review the menu i don't let my husband push me through or rush me uh asking me things to just to make those decisions faster i take my own time to decide ahead of time if it's like if i can eat something which is like in my protocol which is basically to not eat too much processed food so I generally recommend planning 24 hours ahead of time so you can use your prefrontal your human version of your brain so you're making a calculated decision so you can be intentional number 7 is have cheat meals in moderation now many of us like to have this idea of having one cheat meal uh, every week I don't personally like it because I don't like the way I behave around this cheat meal but you can try it if you want to and even if you have it that doesn't mean like many people will check their weights immediately after a cheat meal and they will see that the weight has increased but i have also noticed that my weight comes back to normal once i resume back to the way i eat 
always so there is really no harm in eating cheat meal like overeating that one but just get curious about how you react around these cheat meals do you overeat do you eat fast like you won't ever get this food ever 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 again so slow down predict this food sensations ahead of time and delight in this meal the next point is stay hydrated sometimes we mistake thirst with hunger decide to hydrate every time you are hungry that way you are being in moderation right like you are taking care of that other nutrient which is water and thus avoid unnecessary unplanned snacking also dehydration can cause our brains to swell up that's called cerebral edema which can increase our irritability so go for a few glasses of water when you are a bit short tempered and see if it helps the ninth point of um mindful eating or mod- eating in moderation is avoid long fasts like so many of my clients will go on very long fasts and i personally i'm like you should do everything in moderation it should be sustainable like why are we doing it everything we do is interpreted by our brain as good or bad long fasts can trigger a lot of deprivation which can prevent you from doing it regularly so if you are going to do it be kind to yourself first of all while you're doing it know why you're doing those long fasts repeatedly keep telling yourself why you're doing it and like your reasons for doing it and be okay with it if your body doesn't want to do it again last one is avoid strict diets keep your meals well balanced covering every macro and micronutrients so it should have proteins it should have uh, complex carbohydrates it should have good fats it should have fruits and vegetables it should have some fiber strict diets like just eating apple juice and like even keto sometimes i feel is very restrictive it's not just it just like creates that habit of deprivation and resistance at the same time but can also harm your health because you're not covering certain food items so know again why you're eating it and just be very much aware of what you're doing so as someone who practices moderation i would always recommend being curious about how you define moderation sometimes we are actually being moderate and balanced but it's a habit of to keep saying to ourselves that we are doing it wrong <laughs> and that was typical of me like even when i'm eating healthy i would just keep on telling myself that you know you're doing it wrong so define ahead of time what moderation looks like what a moderate meal looks like as i gave you some pointers what moderate eating looks like and keep coming back to it and reminding your brain every time it goes into this judgmental self this critical self like okay boss thank you for your opinions but i think i'm doing well and know what is the purpose of doing so why are we trying to eat in moderation because moderation is the key you can actually get away with some flour and sugar in pcos if you're having it in moderation all right my friend that's it for today if you are someone who needs support when it comes to mindful eating so that you can reverse your pcos correct your pcos so that you can lose weight regulate your periods get pregnant naturally have a low risk pregnancy lose weight after delivery be a role model for your kids and take care of your future health you know where to find me just follow the link in bio 
and set up an appointment with me access my group coaching membership or my private coaching both the things are available whatever works for you and let's get started all right my friend that's it for now bye bye